from the Rose City in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon, home of bikes, books, bridges, beards, food carts, startups, and indie coffee. Grab your dog, snatch your hammer and beer, leave your umbrella at home. Welcome to the Tiny House Podcast. Before. <laughs> <laughs> gotta loosen up, gotta loosen up, gotta loosen up. Okay, <laughs> Perry? Let's do it! It's the Tiny House Fucking Podcast! <laughs> <laughs> Rip that band aid off. This is Michelle, <laughs> goddammit, Boyle. And this, is, uh, and this is Mark getting ready to edit. <laughs> right here. Ladies and gentlemen, we are putting our current guest at ease um, because he was talking about dropping an F-bomb during the show. And so we wanted to beat him to the punch. And if this is your first time to the show, hope you saw the E little E symbol <laughs> exactly. on iTunes. We, we pull in no punches here. We right. use the term irreverent very, very literally. Seriously, yeah. yes. <laughs> You're probably talking to your kids right now, trying to explain <laughs> things away. <laughs> this ain't American life. Yeah. yeah. Wait, this, this is American. This is, this is not, this is American life. I'll just write in the intro copy, make sure that you turn the sound down at work. There yeah. you go. NSFW. 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 NS fucking W. <laughs> Speaking of podcasts, anybody here listen to S-Town? Oh, my gosh. S-Town is amazing. No, do I have to add them to my list? You do. It's only seven episodes. They dropped all at once. It's the number one listened to podcast pretty much it of is? all time when it launched. Really? L- it launched last week, all seven, 10 million downloads in a week. How wow. the fudge? Yep. And uh, S-Town stands, which we'd think it would stand for, That's which right. is kind of what took us in that area. But it is, you can't go into it a lot. It's from the makers of This American Life mm-hmm. and Serial. Right. Mm-hmm. It is um, not, let's see, um, it was kind of modeled after cereal a little bit in that it's a bit of a, oh, no. <laughs> Shame on Mark. Hey, look, it had the symbol on it, the nighttime symbol. You lie. That's weird. That shouldn't have happened. Okay, well. Anyway. You put it on D&D? I put it on. Yeah, she, he put it on nighttime. We should have blocked everything. Okay, it'll only block it if they call once. If they call more than once, it will oh, allow really? them through. Really? Oh, well, there you go. Yes. Somebody really wants to talk to me from Morgan Hill. Anyway, um. <laughs> So what was that? Oh, You're talking so, about cereal? Yeah. So mm-hmm. by the second episode of S-Town, it, the first and the second episode take you in different directions. You don't know where it's going in. Pretty much every episode <laughs> ends much. like that where you're like, holy cow, how did it get there? <clears throat> yeah. So, it's so good. Huh. You got a Mystery. Gotta so um, interestingly, interestingly, um, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> um, Adam, where are you? Where are you right now? Um, I'm currently in an office in Leesburg, Florida. Okay. So you're not too far from Le- from uh, S-Town. S-Town is in Alabama. Oh, well, it's, 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 a, it's quite a drive. <laughs> yeah, but a couple of couple of the characters in the show actually drive up from Florida to uh, deal with something that we won't talk about because it would give the show away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want to don't want to give any spoilers going out. No, so. we don't want to do that. that one. No, no. no. But we should be talking about Adam Lehman, who is the I presume the principal or the owner of a new beginning tiny homes. Is that right? Correct. Awesome. Correct. Yes. And so I presume you are a builder. I am a builder. Yeah. And um, you 
according to your Facebook site, you were a cabinet maker? Yeah, I was a, a cabinet maker, uh, you know, through the course of, you know, the past 15, 20 years. I've kind of done just about a little bit of everything, um, but then got into real high-end remodels, you know, completely renovating kitchens and bathrooms and things like that. And, um, you know, really got interested in doing tiny houses over the past couple of years. And opportunity arose, and I, I took it to go ahead and actually build my first tiny home. So, so we like longer answers than that. <laughs> 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 hey, we got 45 minutes we got to fill. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. so we're going to circle back to that answer. Uh, you said you uh, opportunity presented itself. You got interested in the tiny houses. Tell us a story. Tell me a story. Um, so how did the opportunity come about? What, where was the first tiny house you saw? Um, and what was your aha moment? Um. When, okay, so basically, you know, in 2007, 2008, of course, when the market crashed and, and all of that stuff, um, the just the process of the real estate market and everything, you know, we had intended on building a house on property and we were going to build a small house um, because I had renovated. We were living currently in a 900 square foot house in downtown Sanford. It was a historic house that I had renovated completely. Um, so, you know, my love for tiny kind of started there, um, and through the years, you know, once I became broke after the, after the real estate market crashed, you know, I just wanted to still maintain and keep things simple. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I've just always wanted to live that lifestyle to live out away from the big city. You know, I mean, the big city just doesn't appeal to me. I mean, it's where all the money is, but you know, it just, it just doesn't appeal to me personally to live there. We had a, a Mark and I know <clears throat> a cabinet maker here in town who mm -hmm. also, who had a vibrant uh, business going in Bend, Oregon. And when the, the same downturn just basically devastated his business in the mm -hmm. s same way, it sounds like it did with yours too. Oh, yeah. No, I went from six employees. We were doing, you know, multi-million dollar houses, yeah. um, all new construction down to the fact that, I mean, I had zero business. You know, I mean, I had to I had to file bankruptcy and go through all of that process. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, it was just it was it was a real horrible turn of events mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. with all of that. So in your story, you use the term use the word we who is the other half of that equation? Oh, that would be my ex-wife. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> she, um, can you talk about that a little bit? I mean, did it did it did she become your ex as part of the the downturn situation? Oh no. Um, she we managed to stick together for the kids for a long enough time. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, once the divorce kind of started happening and going through, that's when you know I really decided to focus going on tiny myself. Just um, you know just to uh, decrease my financial burden and things like that, just because, you know, I'm paying for an ex-wife now. So mm -hmm. <laughs> when you, so are you, what are you living in right now? Um, I am currently, I live on seven acres. Um, I have a 2,500 square foot workshop that has a 12 by 12 room in it and a bathroom. Um, and a really I just hot actually neighbor. sold my first house. <laughs> 
yesterday. I just got a deposit on it, but um, up until now, I've been kind of living in that because you know I built a nice house and I you know wanted to make sure that it was good for the next person. Is that the house that's featured on your Facebook page? Correct. Yep. So how can I ask how much you sold it for? Um, yeah, I didn't get enough for it, but I sold it for sixty. How much did you build it for? I've built it for sixty. Okay, so you it's make a lot, it up in, yeah, you in make, volume. You make, <laughs> <laughs> what happens? I, I essentially recouped my cost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't make any money on that, but you know, I mean, through the process of everything, I mean, I built a, a, a decked out house. I mean, I put every feature in that house that I could possibly imagine. I mean, everything in it was completely custom, and you know, it needed the right buyer, yeah. and you know. It's also the learning curve, you know, when you get started in this business, you know, you do some silly things and <laughs> you try and, try and figure out how to, how to recoup that and make that work. Yeah. So <laughs> I was just about to ask a question and then Michelle opened her mouth. And so I was looking over to Michelle to see her <laughs> ask a question, but then we both kind of drew a blank, I guess. No, uh-huh. I don't have a blank. I oh, would say one of then. the not silly things yeah. <clears throat> um, about your, about their tiny house. So I met, um, I met Adam at uh, the Georgia Tiny House Festival. Incidentally, yep. his house also got the Tiny House I Festival Award, which was very Best cool. Build award. Yeah, yes, yeah. it was really beautiful. And boy, I got to tell you, also location, location, location. So he was front and center, right across from the stage. So mm. he it was really, really fun. Not just seeing the house, but hanging out with him and his build crew and his girlfriend and. It was kind of tiny house central for for a while. Yeah, it was pretty fun. But one of the not silly things about your tiny house, one of the things I really, really loved was the bathroom, uh, the bathtub that was carved (laughs) out. It was carved out of a telephone pole. Um, Mm -hmm. So he talks about fully customized uh, stuff. Wait a minute now. A telephone pole isn't very wide. No. Well, what it is is um, my neighbor, he actually gets reclaimed telephone poles they're you know they have to be changed out of the ground every now and then mm-hmm. um so he gets the old telephone poles and he's got a portable sawmill so he just puts them on there and squares everything down and um I, it was it was essentially glued together i mean it was you know glued together in parts and pieces okay. and then to get kind of a rough shape and then it was carved out from there just oh, okay. the final finish okay and and what would you do with our telephone poles are they still the older ones, they had creosote in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gets the ones that don't have. There are still some that do have that in it, but mm-hmm. this doesn't. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Michelle. I, just, I was just like, wow, that's a skinny mofo that's crawling into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a skinny mofo anyways because the bathtub okay. is only like 20, what was it, 24 by 42 or something? 30 yeah, by? like 40, yeah, 44, 44 by 24, 25, somewhere in there. So. Wow. Yeah. Squeeze through that. Yeah. So, I mean, we get a lot of builders on here that talk about, you know, how much custom work that they do. And I just wanted to call out that that was a really very, very, and it was also removable as well. So it's mm-hmm. actually sat in the shower itself. So you, he had the, the flexibility of having a bathtub and a shower at the same time. Mm, and you can take good. the bathtub yeah, out. And, that is anyways, good. it was a feature that I, that I really appreciated and I wanted to call out specifically. Um, where, also, where is it when it's not in the shower? Um, once you pull it out of the shower, you can take it and you can flip it over and turn it upside down over the composting toilet. Oh, how heavy is it? It's about uh, 25 pounds, oh, maybe. Not so bad. Um, yeah. 
but you just you kind of pick it up on the one end and kind of swing it over the curb and then just you can lift up on the other end and set it up on end and spin it around so i mean you're not necessarily lifting the full weight you're just kind of more or less manipulating it around in the bathroom interesting okay so you also talked about you had the opportunity to i'm circling back to your first very (laughs) short intro here um, you talked about you had the uh, opportunity to build a tiny house, not just build a tiny house, but as I recall, which was probably my recollection is not good because I was drunk. Um, <laughs> as I recall, it was also built on TV. Yes. Tiny house, big living. So let me ask some questions about that, because um, one of our guests who let me think if I remember this correctly, she. Yes. She had always wanted to live in a, ti- a small space, so she bought this tiny home. She actually contracted this tiny home from this builder. It was featured as one of the prominent ones on one of these tiny home TV, station, TV shows, and it turned out to be the shittiest build we've ever heard on this show. Jen Remember? Baxter? Is that, that's mm-hmm. the woman, mm-hmm. right? Not yeah. the builder. Yes, yes. And so <clears throat> he w- she was talking about how, I think it was her, was talking about how the show put like all kinds of weird pressure on the The bill the timeline Mm -hmm. yeah and so oh there was immense amount of pressure yeah what was that like immense amount of pressure well see the problem was is through the course of things you know i literally built built the majority of this house by myself you know i mean um going through it you know just i mean doing everything you know i mean i would have some help on weekends you know if i could manage to scrounge up a friend or something um but when my timeline, because I was going to finish it for the St. Augustine Festival, Tiny House Festival, at the end of November. And that was the timeline that I had given the TV show. And they put so much pressure on me. I worked for six weeks, probably seven days a week, uh, 15 hours a day, just to get the house done. And I even had some help. And I mean, they... The nice thing is they actually gave me a little bit of money and said, hey, we know that you're having trouble meeting the timeline. Here's some money so you can hire some people to be able to meet that deadline. Um, but through the course of that, it also, because I'm a little bit of a perfectionist <laughs> when it comes down to some things, there are a lot of things that I ended up rushing through mm-hmm. in the build. Mm-hmm. You know, even as beautiful as the build is, I mean, you know, there are things that I would change in the build and would take more time with and do. I mean, but those are the things that, you know, when it comes down to quantity versus quality and, you know, the, those things, it, the pressure was intense, literally. Yeah. I, I was I was ready to snap at the uh, at the tiny house festival in St. Augustine. I mean, even people were noticing they're like, uh, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm just going to uh, great to have this done. In the episode, um, when you actually watch it, at the very end credit scene, they actually show me talking about the people that helped me and that I actually broke down in tears and cried at the end because, I mean, I was just like, I am so glad this is done and over with. (laughs) You know, it was just, it was this big emotional break of a moment where I was just, you know, had to get done. (laughs) Did they, did they film every hour of that 15 hour, those 15 hour days or were they there all the time? No, 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 no. What it was is, um, they like, they came when I was at the framing stage and was putting exterior siding on. And what they had me do is they would come for two days and they would shoot, but I needed to make it look like they were there for a big course of the process. So like we would do, 
you know, the first time when they came, the, the first two days, you know, we did preliminary interviews and then we did like I installed a window. I left one window out so I could install it. And then we did like exterior siding and then did, you know, some inspection things because, you know, the house was NOAA certified. And then we went and then the, the next shoot, you know, we did a bunch. I had to stage a bunch of different things, you know, like I had to have the tub partially built. Mm. And then, you know, I was putting cabinets in and, you know, they built up the whole timeline, you know, time is crunching, you know, are you, are you going to make it? Are you going to make it? You know, I mean, they really played that up through the course of the TV show too. Interesting. Did they, did, so it sounds like that there, because you were actually having to build this thing there were, while they were there, there was probably some time where they weren't filming and just kind of sitting around, right? Because you had to build to to the stage that they wanted to film. it, It was it was pretty much when they're filming. I mean, it was a full day shoot. I mean, it was full, two full days the first time they came, two full days the second time they came. Wow. And then on the final shoot, I mean, it was three full days when they came and did the final at the festival and, you know, did my reveal and all of that mm. stuff. I mean, it was it was pretty intense with the, uh, the mounts that they would have me do because a lot of times they would want you to complete a project on camera, mm-hmm. like... You know, I should, I did the barrel roof in my house. It's actually, you know, cur- a curved ceiling. You know, I had to completely install that on camera. Oh, wow. You know, so, I mean, that was two hours worth of work. But then, you know, all it ends up being is, you know, three seconds on camera because they <laughs> ran it all through time lapse. You know, uh-huh. so there I am going, putting uh-huh. all the ceiling up, you know. And then the amount of stuff that they actually filmed that didn't even make it into the TV show. Right. Would you would you do it again if you had the chance? Yes and no. Um, yes, I. The main reason why I did it is because I mean, I in, in the tiny house market, you know, I knew that I was going to be a builder, and I knew that I needed to get myself out there. Uh, you know, I mean, I didn't just want to be another tiny house builder that's going to fall through the cracks. Because I mean, there are a lot of tiny house builders out there. They come and go. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. come and go, yeah. you know, and it's, and it's, it's a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I built my house the way that it, I did, because I really needed it to stand out. And that's why I did the TV show, because I needed that additional exposure. You know, I mean, I kind of essentially did it for marketing purposes, um, you know, but I would do it again. Why would you do it again? Because of the response you got? Because the response I got, oh gosh, yeah, How my was Facebook, that? Yeah. my Facebook tripled, my Instagram tripled. Um, you know, it it really got me out there mm-hmm. um, when it came down to a lot of things. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, I even got a couple of crazy fans. You know, I had one that called me up the next day, who you know, she called me up from Canada, and and she's like, she's like, you know, the phone rang, and I said hello, and she says, is this Adam? I said, yes. And she says, oh, my. She says, you actually answered the phone. I was like, well, of course. This is my business number. <laughs> Why would I not answer my phone? Because you're know? a big and movie she, star she, now. She's like, she's like, I can't believe that it's really you. She's like, you know, I just watched your TV show last night. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, I'm did you like it? You know, I mean, but it's just, you know. <laughs> I'm just I'm just a simple man, you know. <laughs> I just built a tiny house. I happen to do do a TV show. It doesn't make you know like this star status or something, you know. It's just it was just such a it was one of those uncomfortable conversations. <laughs> I that bet you, it was. You know, the call is it, it's just from like you know house. you got this person on the other end who's just completely totally gushing, and you're just like, 
okay. You know, I mean, <laughs> cool. I, I appreciate it, but you know, I I, I gotta go. <laughs> thanks, thanks for the phone call. <laughs> like, you know. wow. Did she call back? No, no. I did get a, fr- a Facebook friend request after that, though. So oh, cute. <laughs> so so some of the builders, some of the, we we've obviously. Um, uh, Adam, we've talked with a lot of people on the Tiny House podcast, and mm-hmm. a lot of those have been builders, and, and many of the builders have told us that it's just unsustainable to build, like, custom all the time. Are you are you considering moving from that, or will you continue to do customs? Um, you know what? I don't know where that's going to take me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I built an amazing custom house, but, you know, I mean... When it comes down to it, everybody wants their own specific thing when it comes down to tinies. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not financially set up to be able to do something like Titan or to do, you know, like uh, Chattanooga where, you know, they're a little bit more of uh, production oriented. Yeah. You know, those kinds of things, you know, where you come in and you have a base model and you can choose from this kitchen, this kitchen or this kitchen. And, you know, these are your floor plans, you know, Um but I also don't have any overhead. I mean, I don't have any employees, you know, I mean, I just have my workshop <clears throat> when it comes down to it, that doesn't cost me any money because it's on family land, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, I would be happy personally building two to three houses a year. Wow. Really? You know? Well, yeah. I mean, two to three houses a year. I mean, if it takes me three months to build a house. Yeah. You know, so you, you would well, prefer to be like a one man show. Honestly, yeah, just because I'm a little bit of particular when it comes down to other people's work. And that was one of the issues that I had when I had had a lot of employees is I spent all my time going after my employees and saying, you know, well, this isn't done right. This isn't done right, you know, because people pay for me when it comes down to being a builder. Yeah. You know, I mean, when I sell a tiny house, you know, I'm essentially selling a piece of me. I mean, you know, Tiffany, my tiny house has my footprints all over it, you know, not just because I was walking through it, but I mean, it's got my design style. It's got, you know, my color choices, Mm -hmm. my, you know, all of my preferences and how I would build a tiny house. Mm. Um, and that's probably why it took so long to sell, Yeah, because it wasn't what some people want to see. Yeah. And, but the difference too, is the fact that my house literally feels like my home and my hopes is that the new buyer who actually bought my house um it's going to be his home um so it it will last you know versus some of these guys you know they're essentially making luxury rvs right you know and i think that's the difference you know i mean like my tiny house weighs fifteen thousand pounds i didn't build it to necessarily be one of those that you're going to travel down the road with all the time right you know, I built it to park somewhere, to put it on the top of the side of a mountain and to, you know, live life out of, mm-hmm. you know, and what was the, what, what is the guy that bought it going to do with it? Is he going to, um, he's actually going to, he's going to be over in St. Petersburg. He's right next to the nature preserve there. He's going to, he's going to be staying in an RV park. He's eventually going to find himself some property. He's young. He's only 23 years old. Um, you know, so he's just starting in life. This is literally his first house. He and his girlfriend are moving in and, um, you know, they're the adventurous type. They like to go out and go camping and, you know, and, 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 and go hiking and kayaking and do all of those things 
outdoors, you know, like, like, I mean, like we would expect most tiny house people to, to be, yeah. you know, they, they enjoy doing the other things in life and not putting all of their money into, you know, a home, you know, they want to put their money into doing those things that they truly love to do. Yeah. I think you're the first commercial builder that has expressed that amount of, for lack of a better term, emotion in your first build. Um, mm. <clears throat> when I built my first, and I'm not a commercial builder, obviously, but when I built my first one, I thought, for instance, that I would rent it out when I wasn't there. I do quite a bit of traveling. And mm -hmm. once it was all done, it was so much of myself in the build and in the house, and every single feature has a story, and... Um, I was like, yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, no. this is my home. Um, so it's really, exactly. yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, you know, if, if this kid didn't buy this house, um, I was very much considering just taking it off the market. Now, granted I do, you know, because I had, my parents are the ones who financed the build for me. Um, they're the ones who gave me the money to be able to do it. I needed to be able to pay them back. Yeah the sale of this house um, but I and for all intents purposes did not really want to sell the house you know I mean this has kind of been my showpiece uh, it kind of it put me on the map you know um, and it literally has every bit of me in the house and I would be fully content to live in this house the rest of my life wow. you know if I could and you know as soon as I can I will probably build another one but at the same time, don't you find yourself when you were going through the first house, weren't there certain things that were, in my case, expensive, heavy, uh, complex? Um, didn't you also find yourself going through the house during the process and thinking, oh, man, I'm going to totally do this different next time? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, there are things that I would do differently on, on my next build. Um it, but part of it, too, is it's that's what I like to call the learning curve. You know, I mean, you're not going to figure everything out on your first build. Um, through the process of this build, I've made many amazing friends, um, people who I have learned a lot from, um, who've been great mentors to me. And, you know, it, as you begin to educate yourself in lighter materials and different ways to do things, yeah, you get smarter through the process of the build and you go, Oh yeah, I, I will do that differently next time. Hmm. What, um, what's that noise in the background? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. Sound like someone was moving some tools or something or banging. Around. Oh yeah. There's somebody had to come in to use the restroom. Oh, nice. <laughs> hmm. the sound effect. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, congratulations also on making the cover of tiny house magazine. There's only 51 editions. So there's only, 51 tiny houses that have had that accolade. So that's that's pretty impressive. So you're on TV, you're on the cover of the magazine. To what extent have you been able to leverage this fame? Oh, gosh. Um, I haven't been able to leverage it at all because I don't have anybody that's been willing to have me do the build for him yet. So, <laughs> um, you know what? It's I, I mean, I've gotten... A lot of fans that, you know, tr really, truly love the house. I mean, you know, gosh, I mean, I put it on, I put it, the video of my, t I did a tour of the video and put it on uh, Tiny House Listings, you know, for Steve Farrell. And it, within like 48 hours, it had like over 500,000 views. 
500,000? Yeah, it was I'm, amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's at 1.9 million right now. Wow. And it's only been up there for three months. He says he has never had a video that has gone it, that is explosive. The only other one that he's had do that that's at 2 million views is the builder from Tennessee who did the one with the garage door. Um, oh, yeah, that's uh, and, David, yeah. David Latimer. David Latimer's. Yeah, David Latimer's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, his house, his video there has gotten 2 million views. Um, but mine is quickly catching up in the, through the process. People love the house. People really do. I mean, because it feels like home, everybody, I mean, I show the house probably two to three times a week to just people, you know, who are curious or people who, you know, are interested in buying. Um, but a lot of it is the fact that, you know, people can't get financing. Yeah. Um, to do something like that, you know? Um, so I, I know I've missed out a lot on that. And then too, if I had the, the financial ability to, you know, do it by owner, you know, take a deposit and, you know, do monthly payments on things, then, you know, I, I could have sold it a hundred times over already. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, my unfortunate situation is the fact that, you know, I needed to have the entire cash from it in order to, be able to move on. Right. So, so you know, so, I got yeah. debts I had to pay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So so what are you gonna so it's interesting you're in as a start first time business. How long has your company been up? Um I started it pretty much last June. Yeah. So so uh a building season's coming up here. How what do you what are your plans for like getting that first that second buyer or second client? I continue to market the heck out of it. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's flipping tough. Um, you know, I get a lot of people, I mean, I have, I have people that are ready and willing, but honestly, I think they're waiting for somebody else to essentially do it first. You know, it's kind of like, you know, in, in this, in this business, you know, I had to build a house and now, okay, that house is done well. And now I need to actually get somebody who's going to allow me to build them a house. And then once people can see that, oh yeah, I can replicate it then I think it'll begin to flow. It's just getting those next people that will, you know, potentially do it. Um, you know, I've got a, a, a deal in the works with iHeartRadio. Mm -hmm. um, they're potentially talking about, um, they've got sponsors in. What we're going to do is we're actually going to build a house um, with the local radio station, which is a top 40 <laughs> radio station here in, in Orlando. Um, and they want to do a build with for a veteran and they're going to have me build it and then we're going to give it away on veterans day this next year um so i mean that will potentially be my second build mm -hmm. um and currently what i'm doing just to stay in the tiny house market is i'm working with andrew bennett of trekker trailers and uh, he and i have kind of partnered up and um because he wanted to be able to bring a little bit more quality into his builds and the custom aspects of it um, along with, you know, kind of being able to ride each other's waves of success, so to speak, I guess, um, you know, cause he's been in the tiny house market with the gypsy wagons and his trailers and, and houses and things like that for years. Um, and you know, I've kind of literally burst into the scene, I guess you might say, um, you know, just getting, getting out there. So I, I you know, trying to make a name for myself. Um, and it's difficult. <laughs> it is hard. It's, frust it's frustrating. Yeah. You know, I mean, 
You know, I mean, I, I see that there are some very successful people out there who are, really are building a lot of tiny houses. You know, there are people out there that I, I see they have new builds all the time, you know. Do you get people reaching out to you pretty consistently with the big views and the video and that kind of thing? Oh, yeah. I mean, I get I get several emails a day. You know, most people are, you know, I love your house and, you know, I, I consider in doing this, you know, what are, you know, some of your prices would be. And, you know, I mean, the hardest thing is to have somebody say, well, what are your prices on your houses? And then you could say, well, well, what do you want in your house? Well, my, my, I, I, I'm curious, Adam, if, you, if you're getting all of these, and Mark was shaking his head about this too, up and down about this. If you're getting all of this, these inquiries, what are they saying? I mean, what's keeping them, those people, what, is, what are the people saying that's keeping them from saying, Adam, I want you to buy the thing or build the thing? Honestly, I really don't know. I, I have think an answer. when it comes down to it I, think it, I think it's financing. Well, wait a second, wait a second. Do you, do you say to them something like, I'd really like to buy, buy, buy your home What's your bu- or build, build your home. What's your budget? Or you want to get started in building or something like yeah. that? No, a lot of that is that. You know, I mean, yeah, sometimes it's, you know, hey, I'd love to, you know, I'm interested in a 28-foot model with a downstairs bedroom. Okay, cool. I got, a, I got a design I'm working on right now. I can do it. It'll sleep six, and I can build it for you for X amount of dollars. You know, this is about what it's going to be. And then usually it's radio silence. Well, I, I have a bit of an eminent step in here, and. I think I have a bit of an answer for you. So the first time that I went to the tiny house jamboree, I was under the impression that the tiny house movement was not exploding because people didn't have money. Mm-hmm. And I discovered on the first tiny house jamboree, and then, of course, over time I've learned a little bit more, and that is <clears throat> people want guarantees. And so it's actually the zoning that in many, many cases is actually mm-hmm. keeping people from uh, buying tiny houses. I because see. if they're going yep. to spend fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars on a tiny house and they don't want to live in an R V park, for instance, um or they don't have uh parents' land somewhere that they correct. can put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my pr- so I have a lot, for instance, I've told you before, I have a lot that's for rent. I got another inquiry this week, mm-hmm. um, a couple out of Texas, and they said, well, our builder recommended that we find a place to put it. And so they're emailing me about before my... They, before the builder builds it? Exactly. I see. And so they're emailing me in Washington State and saying, what are your size requirements and... What do we need to put in our tiny house to be able to park it on your spot wow. and, and this whole thing? And they're trepidatious. Uh, trepidatious probably doesn't even begin to describe. It's probably also somewhat ill-advised, actually. Um, trepidatious doesn't begin to describe where they are in their process. Like, mm-hmm. they don't want to chunk down that much money. Yeah. They don't even want to design the home until they have a clear understanding of where is it going to sit. If it's going to sit by a lake, I want my window on this side. If oh, it's going right. to be, right. you know. Yeah. So I, I think that money is part of it. Although, um, you know, so there's some credit unions and there are some other people mm-hmm. that are coming up with, you know, funding. some creative financing mm-hmm. and funding options. But I still believe firmly that it, the... It's location. It's location, mm-hmm. yeah. location, location. No, um, I, I have a, a couple. Um, it, she is retired. She's owned her home. Her husband passed away. Um, she's got a son. She owns her home. It's on a lake. She wants to... She wants to build a tiny home. She's going to give the home to the actual home, paid for home, to her son. He's going to rent it out from her, and she wants to build a tiny house and put it in the backyard. Now, the problem is it's within, you know, I mean, it's in just Orange County. 
you know, it's not within city limits anywhere, you know, so they've, you know, they're ready to do it. They're ready to build, but they've got to make sure that if they're ready to build, that they can actually do it, you know, and, and they're supposed to be, they're supposedly talking to the to local county to see if they can get it deemed as, you know, an accessory dwelling unit, because I mean, there's already a house on the property, right? You know, so I mean, it's essentially just going to be a granny flat, you know, and it, you know, or or a pool house or whatever, right? You know, it's interesting. Yeah, having something on wheels, you know, is different than having something on a foundation too. Right, right. But at the same time, I I told this particular couple, I tell people all the time, the tiny house movement really is, in my view, divided between two different categories. There are people that build and pray, um, and there are people that pray to build. And I mm-hmm. think that, again, um, people love the, I don't know if you want to call it nostalgic um, aspect of the tiny house movement, but at the same time, they're not willing to accept any risk. And I tell oh, people, no. well, just because you come and park your $75,000 tiny house on my lot, my lakefront lot does not guarantee you anything. It's, you know, it's a space and I'll make accommodations, but until these zoning rules um, until they are more accepted and, and until we get a little bit more progress, I think, in the zoning regulations, mm-hmm. um, people are looking for guarantees, mm-hmm. and, and it, they just don't exist. It's so. month to month. Right. Well, yeah, and yeah. it's interesting yeah. because the ri- I understand the risk, and the once that risk is eliminated, so once the jurisdictions, many jurisdictions around the country allow these things legally, I think we're going to see a floodgate of people wanting to yeah. live in these things. Yeah, it's going to change the it's going to change the face of yeah. the market. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, you know, he, Adam's going to go from looking for builders to looking for employers, you know. I mean, looking for customers <laughs> to looking, <laughs> looking for employees mm-hmm. to come build the yeah. 15, you know, that, that he's going to have in backlog almost immediately. Right. So I want to encourage, again, this is for my listen. this is for our listeners as much. I mean, I want to encourage listeners to entertain the notion that um, the tiny house movement, we are, we are pushing the boundaries. We're in the very early stages right. of something. We're pushing the big. boundaries, and people really need to embrace the risk associated with pushing those boundaries. Some and people can't, can't do that, though, Michelle. They can't. They can't. Pl- I mean, like that that woman who bought that crappy tiny house that was on that TV show. Mm-hmm. She put all of her savings into that house and couldn't even live in it. A, not even a month. Thankfully, the guy paid her back the money that she put into it. But a lot of these folks, I guess, are. It's like it's 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 the only cash they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I get it. I yeah. get it. No, I understand that. I just wanted. To, <clears throat> I want to encourage people to to try to be a little bit more to understand that the tiny house movement is not conventional. They're not stepping into a guarantee. Be more risk-taking and at oh, the no. same time. Yeah, it's definitely risk-taking. When it comes down to it, I mean, you know, my house sits on seven acres and it's been there for six months and I've had zero issue with it whatsoever. You know, I've never had anybody come by and say, hey, you can't be living in that, <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm sure they could continue living there for years, you know, but my neighbors don't care. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's a matter of I think it's going to be along the lines of what kind of neighbors do you have and and where is it truly located? Well, yeah, I believe that it's more than possible to live tiny and just kind of, you know, live a little bit off the radar, you know. Well, and the people who can do and mm-hmm. and for those who don't want to do that, for those who want to be close to an urban center or they want to be in the suburbs or they want to be closer to in the urban core, but they still want this lifestyle this experience they can't 
and they yeah. won't be able to until the till the re- regulations catch up. Just like with everything, it's like Uber when they first came out, many jurisdictions PayPal. had no fucking idea mm-hmm. how they're going to do it, and so <laughs> and it was risky. PayPal's the same way, and so Airbnb, a- Air- all these yeah. people are all facing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, and Oops. so there's this pent up demand. On, on the uh, uh, there's this pent up demand and we can't supply it yet because the legislation it's it's causing the consumers to not want to do it even though they really 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 want to oh, so the, yeah. so well, i guess so i guess the question adam is c- can you can you last long enough so that you know the legislation is lifted or there the people are eager and you're still around ready to build them a house I'll always be here. I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I got into this business because this is where I wanted my business to be. I mean, you know, I, I came from doing, you know, multi-million dollar houses, mm-hmm. you know, and renovations where, I mean, you would go and honestly, it was kind of a pay cut for me to come down to build tiny houses just because, I mean, it was easy to clear a bunch of money when you're, you know, doing an $80,000 renovation on a kitchen. Yeah, but you know, I I mean, but the difference now is, you know, I mean, you got people that you know come from people are spending eighty thousand dollars on a kitchen. I mean, but you're talking everything: tile, granite, flooring, you know, changing walls, things like that, cabinets. You know, to you know, you have people that are spending less money on their actual entire home, right? In in a complete and total package. That's but, four uh, of my tiny houses. <laughs> <laughs> my budget for the purchase twenty thousand wow. dollars. That's just mm-hmm. yeah. the scale is yeah uh, incredible. Yeah. So is the is the name of your company um, based on the fact that you had to start anew personally? Yes, actually, it is very much so. Nice. Um, I just after the divorce, <laughs> um, you know, I knew that I was going to be starting my life over and mm-hmm. starting a new beginning. Mm-hmm. And I, it's the reason why I named it a new beginning, because anybody who is truly wanting to live tiny and to go that route, it is a new beginning in their life. Yeah. Um, and it just, it seemed like such a natural fit that, you know, I just had to name the company that, um, Very cool. it was, it, it was is a no brainer when it came down to it. Yeah. So. Well, Adam, it's been a pleasure talking with you today. Thank you so much for giving your insight and good luck with your business. Thank you very much. It seems like you're already off to a good start. You just got to figure out either how to last long enough for the supply to catch up or for the demand catch up with you or uh, <laughs> how to get that first, second sale. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. All right. Oh, tiny house listeners, listen up. So we got this fantastic opportunity for you to be oh. famous for one and a half minutes. If you send a review to iTunes on our show, we will read your review on the air. And we had a backlog, but we've read through them all. So if you send in a review, um, Today, we will read it in Tomorrow. Next, right, <laughs> next week or the week after when we have our next show recordings, we'll read it. Um, and so you'll be famous. And that fame will endure because we're not taking our shows down. Anyhow, that's the invitation. Give us a one star, two star, three star, four star, five star rating. It doesn't matter. I only accept five stars. Don't forget. That's because she's a diva. I only read the ones with F-bombs in them. you show fucking wrong (laughs) (laughs) all right everybody we'll talk with you next week bye bye see ya thank you for listening to tiny house podcast to find us online go to tinyhousepodcast.com where you will also find our show notes if we remember to put them there our logo was designed by the amazing carolyn main 
Our website is hosted by the gang at Sightcast. Our theme music is by Oma Studio. Please go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating, or whatever. You tiny house-loving bastard. Tiny House Podcast is probably made in Portland, Oregon. 